the one Malachi chapter number 1 verse 6 to let's read from 6 we'll see how far we can get a son honors his father and a servant his master but I am if but if I am your I am a father where is my honor and if I am a master where is my fear says the Lord of the armies to the to you priests who despise my name. Somebody say, mm. Yet you ask, how have we despised your name? Hallelujah. So, straight away we know that God is talking to priests. How many are priests here? <clears throat> Only two people. Okay, so God is talking to us, right? Oh, nobody's minding me. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is my honor? That's what God is asking. It still won't appease my anger. Trying to bribe. <clears throat> Bribery and corruption doesn't work. If I be your father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. Turn my, I'm, not, I'm not happy with my sound. Yet you say, what, in what way have we despised your name? And God says that you offer me defiled food. On my altar, says the Lord. And in what way have we offered defiled food? Defiled, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible. When you offer blind, the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? When you offer the lame or the sick, is it not evil? When you offer Offer it then to your governor, would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us. While this is, I'm, I'm not happy with what you are doing at all. While this is being done in, my, in your name, in your, done by your hands, would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. So he says that the reason why he is angry is because we offer contemptible offerings, sacrifices in his house. Hallelujah. And he's talking to us as priests. Amen. If you're looking for a topic, it's beginning to serve God in a better way. Beginning to serve God in a better way. I said to you that Every time in our service to God, we have to rise. We have to go from one level to the other. Amen. So you start from zero to nine, and then you have to progress to 10, and from 10 to ni uh, 19, progress to 20, from 20 to 29. Every time you have to review your service to God and try and be better than you were before. Amen. 
So these priests were serving God. They were doing what they thought was, was right to do. But God was questioning their service, the mode of service. They were questioning their attitude towards the service. It is not just serving. It is how we serve. Hallelujah. It's not just coming to church. It's not just worshiping God. It's how we worship God that is important. Am I making sense? It's not just <coughs> we come, we sing, we come, we pray, and then we go home. No. God expects better from us. Amen. Hallelujah. I say God expects better from us. God wants us to, to get closer. God, God, God wants us to do better, build bigger, do things that befit his glory. Amen. Am I making sense? <clears throat> How do we act when we come to God's house? How do we serve God through our actions? We're going to look at a few things today and how we need to improve what we do. Amen. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 3. Two people go to worship God, <clears throat> Cain and Abel. I don't know what's happening. It's like a frog in my throat. I can't get rid of it. The Bible says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruits of his ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of the flock of his of their fat and of their fat. And God respected Abel and his offering, but God did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you, did, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And it desires, its desire is for you. And, but you should rule over it. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Two people go to worship. The Bible said, Cain brought his fruit. It didn't say that Cain brought rotten fruit. You know, when I was in Sunday school, I don't know about you, when I was in Sunday school, they said the fruit that Cain brought was rotten. How many heard that? Was that the only person in Sunday school that heard that? Oh, McLean also heard the same thing. But in, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that Cain brought rotten fruit. Yeah, Cain brought what? Fruits. But Abel, Abel also brought his firstborn firstlings. In the, in the original King James, says that he brought the firstlings. The firstlings means that the first and the best. Are you with me? The first, the biggest, the fattest. You know, in those days, you grade the animals by how fat they are, how big they are, how old they are. So when you have like a very matured bull, an old big bull, that one is more expensive than a small bull or a coughing goat. You know some goats cough. 
Have you, have you heard of a coffin boat before? <laughs> so Malachi, God was saying that you are bringing coughing goats. You are bringing limping and blind goats to sacrifice on the altar. And you think that that is okay. Because you can get away with it. You know, the, the thing that made Cain's offering not respected was that Cain was doing the least, the least, or the one that gave the least stress. Just need to do the pass mark. Just need to do something that you can get away with. The minimum required. The minimum service. As for me, I can only do Sundays. It's the minimum service. As for me, I can only only come twice a month. It's the minimum service. What is most convenient? You see, most of us, when we are in our service to God, we give what is convenient. We give what we can offer. That will not cost us much. The cane service is the service that doesn't cost you much. It's something that you can do without thinking. You can give without... It won't wear you out. It doesn't worry you. It's, it's okay. It's like, yeah, this God, he, this God, he likes disturbing us. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Take this one. Take this one. Okay. This one too. Do okay. This one too. too. Add it to, to just join a few and then bring it. This is my sacrifice and leave it there. After all, I brought sa- sacrifice. Some people didn't bring sacrifice. Me, I brought. So don't come and disturb me. How many know somebody who has that attitude? Not you, but definitely not you. But, you know, I always say that God doesn't need your afterthoughts. God doesn't need, like, after all. You're either doing it or don't do it. Am I making sense? You're either giving your best or don't at all. You can't just give something. The least uh, uh, common multiple. The action that will not cost you the most. And bring it. David said that I will never give God anything that does not cost me. Anything that I'm going to give God must cost me something. God deserves something that will cost us. Our our, our, uh, time, our money, our effort, our energy, our talent, our everything, it has to be expensive and that is what God deserves and that is what God requires from us. Hallelujah. God doesn't require a king type of service. Maybe at the beginning stage of your Christian life, you were given a king type of service but now we are beginning a new type of service to God. We cannot give anything that we feel like. Or anything that is least intrusive, least involving, least expensive, least demanding, least uh, 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 wearing you out. So, what Cain did was not... In this day and age, we would have seen Cain as he has tried. At least he brought something. 
a lot of people don't bring anything. So Cain has brought something and we should applaud his effort. At least it's the thought that counts. But God is saying that the thought does not count where I'm concerned. I don't need the thought that counts type of service. I don't need a thought that counts type of uh, offering. One day I vowed that any time I come to church and they are giving offering or taking offering, the most, the biggest amount the pastor will call, I must be the first to get the envelope. I made a covenant with God. Do you know what that means? What if the day, one day the, the pastor goes crazy and calls 10,000? <laughs> Are you getting them? There are others who target the list for their conscience. At least I came. And God is saying that that is the king type of offering that God despises. You know, when Jesus was sitting by the offering bowl and people were putting money in. He commended the poor widow because she gave two mites. She gave her best. And Jesus said, this one has given the most because everybody else that came gave a cane type of offering. It looked big, but it was the one that they could afford to get rid of without it costing anything. Hallelujah. But for for the widow, it was everything. One day, the pig, the chicken, and the farmer decided to make a breakfast for God. And the chicken said that, I'll bring eggs. The farmer says, I'm going to bring all the vegetables. Don't worry, the vegetables are on me. The pig said that I'm going to bring the bacon. To bring the bacon means that I'm going to die so you can get the bacon. For the chicken, the egg will not cost it. It's only a morning. It's, a, it's just a morning exercise. You get what I'm saying? The, the, the eggs is just a morning exercise that i giving the eggs. Tomorrow morning, I'll lay some more eggs. So I can get rid of these eggs. Tomorrow will be okay for me. The, the farmer has a lot of vegetables. So if he brought whatever he brought, it's just a little bit of his harvest. It's not a problem, not a big deal. But for the pig, that's it. That's his life. That he's bringing. There's different level of services that we serve God. A lot of people in, on a Sunday, day to day service in the house of God, we have X type of Christians. We have the farmer type of Christians, and we have the pig type of Christians who come to give everything. This last weekend. I was feeling sorry for the choristers because they were having to, the Sunday before, after church, they stayed to what time? What time did you guys leave here? 8 p.m. They came to church. What time did you guys get to church? You got to church at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. 
they came and did service at 9 a.m. After we finished service around what time? About 1.30. And at 1.30 p.m., you thought everybody would have, everybody's gone home. The choir stayed from 9, uh, 1.30 p.m., 2.30 p.m., 3.30 p.m., 4.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m., tonight. Then Friday, we all come. The choir comes. You think that we have all given the same type of sacrifice for the convention, but that is not the truth. Some people come into the convention itself. It's a great sacrifice. You are lucky that I'm here. Some came Friday, Saturday, we didn't see them. Then they came Sunday. Some didn't come at all until Sunday. We are all giving services. But... God decides which one he respects and which one he does not respect. And I'm talking to the priests. You are the priests. I'm not talking to any, just any ordinary church member. I'm talking to you guys to make you understand that serving God is very expensive. Serving God means taking the fatlings, the firstlings, the first and the best. What it means that when you are paid, the day you receive your salary, you don't go buying, uh, paying the bills and paying. No, no, you take God's part first. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You take God's part first, put it to one side before you touch anything at all. Bible says he took the first. Did you see it? It says that Abel, verse 4, Abel also brought the firstborn of the flock and of their fat. The first of their fat, the most expensive, the choicest of all his livestock. He brought it. And the Lord respected Abel's offering. But Cain's offering, he did not respect. It means that God either respects or disrespects offerings that we bring. So my question to you, the offering you are bringing, is it a respectable offering? The offering of your time that you give to God, the way you are serving God, is that the best you can do? Uh, or you can do better. Ask your neighbor, he's talking to you. What did they say? Is that, is that all you, are, you can give? Or you can do better? You can do better. Yes. Mm. Abel offered the best of his flock as a sacrifice. He exemplifies excellence in worship by giving God his best demonstration of true worship with his heart and his resources. Second story, Exodus 
They are talking about the type of worship, the type of service we bring to God. Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her, of the tribe of Judah, and has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and in sil- and silver and bronze, in cutting of jewels by setting in carvings, carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. He has put in his heart, and he has put in his heart the ability to teach, and in him, and Aholiab, the son of Ashishamak, that of the tribe of Dan, he has filled him with skill to do all manner of work of engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue purple and scarlet thread in fine linen and of all weaver those who do design come early to make sure that they know the songs they have rehearsed it everybody knows what they are they are doing before we come uh, the room has gone quiet hello i'm preaching to the priest Am I? And this is not Moses who decided that I'm going to select Bezalel. The Bible says that God said to Moses, go and pick the best person who is Bezalel and bring him because I know that he is skillful and dedicated. We are skillful, but we don't bring our skill to church. Hello? See all these legends? It's time for us to feel your skill in the house of God. Don't talk about you are legend, you do this, you do this, you do that. No. Where is your skill in the house of God? Hello? So, you are lucky that we are even around. No, we don't want to, I don't want to hear that anymore. You are not doing God a favor by just showing up as and when it's convenient. No, from today, be very dedicated and use your skill in the house of God. Use the skill very well. Be dedicated. Everything must be on point. We shouldn't be begging you to come and do what you know to do. Hello? Or you don't like what I'm... Do you know that excellence is demanded everywhere in the world? In the house of God, excellence is demanded because our competition is not the next door church. Most of us think that our competition is the next door church or the church uh, down the road or we, we are competing with churches. No, no. On Sunday, people's choices is either come to church, go to the shop or go to the stadium or go to the pub or go to the cinema or go to the restaurant. You see, we are competing with the whole world. So it means that our excellence must go beyond just the church next door. 
We have a better car than the church next door, so it's okay. So what? It's not about that. It's the person's value for time equivalent. As in the church or in the pub. In the church or in the restaurant. Church or the cinema. Church or shopping. It's the value for time equivalent. Does the person leave the house of God feeling fulfilled as they would if they had gone to Am I making sense at all? So please, from today, our work for God has to be apt. We have to up our game, up our craft, up our dedication, up our skill that we bring to what we do. Before you come, don't come and sing a song and you've forgotten the words. Before you come and lead a song, how many times have you sung the song? Not that you are singing and then we all we clap. Sometimes we force the congregation to clap after you performed rubbish. Oh, you don't like the message I'm preaching. I didn't write the Bible. You see, uh, they say that in the land of the blind, the one-eyed is king. So, it's like we come to the house of God and, oh, this church, at least you are doing better than that church. And it makes you feel that you are doing something. (laughs) How many times are I saying? It makes us feel that oh, we are doing something. No, we we from now we are not going to do something. <laughs> There's no more something that we are doing. We are either serving him excellently, giving a, a an able type of service or nothing. No more king. At least I brought something. At least I'm doing some. Compared to the other guy who didn't bring much, at least I brought something. That's why I don't like when pastor, oh, you people are doing well. No, doing well as compared to who? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Doing well as compared to who? Compared to next door or three doors away or four doors away? No. Are we better today than we were yesterday? Is this the best we can give? Or we can do better than we are doing? Have we brought all our skill, all our effort, all our dedication, all our zeal? And you shall serve the Lord with all your might, with all your heart, and with all your strength. 
your strength, your might, your soul, everything. God expects us to bring everything. This is the first and the great command. If you are going to serve God, give God the best. Hallelujah. You are either giving the bacon or you go home. Amen. Yeah, we have very, very powerful, skilled intellectuals in this church. But has it made our service more excellent than any other church? That's the question we should ask ourselves. Is this the best all the intellectuals in the church? Is it the best we can offer? Or can we do more? Doctor in disturbances and and inconvenience. Doctor in disturbances and and annoyance and roadblocks and inconveniences. Doctor of moon and stars. <laughs> Doctor of moon and stars. Have we made the temperature better in this room? Do you have any solar plants for this? Any, any energy saving plants? Engineer in uh, electronics and uh, chemical engineer. You see, we have a lot of powerful intellectual people in the church. Does it affect our service or our services just like you had no intellectuals in the place? Bezalil and Oholiab were skilled craftsmen chosen by God to create the tabernacle and its furnishings. Their dedication to their craft and their commitment to God's work reminds us that serving God must be with all our best. It requires both our skill and our heart. Serving God requires both our heart and our skill. It's your heart in the thing you're doing. But if your heart is in it, time will not be a factor. If your heart is in it. Have you not realized that when we come to the church of God, the house of God, we're always in a hurry to go home. We're always looking at our time. There is something wrong. There is something wrong. I can't give more than two hours in the house of God. Where are you going? Molife, where? <laughs> Brother Bernard. Exodus thirty five ten. Exodus 35. Let's read it together. Exodus 35, 10. Ready, go. 
give me the NIV. All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has. Give me the NLT. Come, all of you who are gifted craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has. Come is a command, isn't it? Everyone that is gifted, everyone that has skill, come and give what? Construct everything the Lord has. Which means that the music must be constructed. Hello? The music must be constructed. I have spent a lot of money building a studio. Spent a lot of time, energy, and money building a, a studio for the musicians to come and construct music. Ask me if they've, they've even gone to the studio one day. One day. Ask me. Those people come and make noise here all the time. Ask me if one day they've gone to the studio to even construct even, even a, 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 what do you call it, a beat. Meanwhile, they say they are skilled. But there's no dedication. Skill without dedication is zero. Dedication without skill is noise. If we brought the prayer warriors that they should go and make music, and they will make noise. They won't make any music. Are you with me? I have a lot of skilled musicians, but they are not dedicated. So they will never go to the basement to make music. So it's the same thing. It's a waste of energy, money, and effort. Because we do anything. We just join, join a few things and come and present on a Sunday. We can only give one hour rehearsal. So God, just take the one hour. Come and put everything. Put everything. You see the choir says, when the rehearsal goes beyond two hours, they start moaning. And especially the ones who think that they are skilled, they are the ones who complain the, the most. Because they have skill but no dedication. The heart is not in nothing that they are doing. You don't like the message. Okay, let me move on. It's like I'm, I'm spoiling the, the service. <laughs> Pastor Gloria, am I spoiling the service? I think I'll move on quickly. I don't want problem. Matthew 26. Matthew 26. 6 to 13. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which he poured on his head as he was reclining at table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. The perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Are you, why are you bothering with this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will have, you always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured his this perfume on my body, 
she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Hallelujah. Serving God in a personal way. So we've looked at our service in terms of our actions, offerings, and our service in terms of our skill. And now we are looking at, at our service in terms of our personal worship. A lot of us, we serve God publicly. But privately, we don't serve him. You know, the disciples were public worshippers of Jesus. But they didn't have a personal connection. So when this woman came with the most expensive, I mean, the alabaster box of oil, we are told, is a year's wage. So let's say that a year you earn 30,000 or you earn 50,000 pounds a year. So the, the cost of the oil that she brought, assuming this is the oil that she brought, is a year's wage, 30,000 or 50,000 pounds. She brings 50,000 pounds. She ignores the congregation, the crowd, and she comes to pour it, break it and pour it on the master. Immediately, those who either can never do that or will not do it or have never thought of doing it decided to criticize her. That you are wasting precious ointment. You are wasting precious money on one person. But you see, the greatest service we must give is not in the house of God. Our greatest worship is not in the house of God. Our greatest prayer is not offered in the house of God. Our greatest worship is offered to God privately, personally. Hello? Are you okay with me? Do you still love me? Don't laugh. I'm not talking to you. That question didn't go to you. Okay, she decided to leave because of my birthday. As soon as my birthday was over, she came back. That question doesn't go to her. Obviously, if she was there, of Mary should have traveled, especially when she knew Jesus was coming to the house of Simon the leper. So she doesn't qualify for this conversation. You can close your ears after you can. Hallelujah. Before you come and lead worship, have you led worship alone at home? Before you come and lead prayer, have you led prayer alone at home? Or you are coming to do it here as a performance? You know, when uh, Pastor Alex was preaching, 
it was very obvious this is a man who spends a lot of time in prayer. It's not what you do at home will show. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. What you do at home will show on the day. If you do, if you don't do it, or it will also show. If it's a public performance, it will show as a public performance. If it's something that it is you, it will also show. So Jesus said that anywhere this gospel is preached, this woman will be remembered. Not the disciples. The disciples were public showers. But this woman was a personal worshiper. Are we personal worshippers or we worship only in church? When we get, when the service is over, you put your Bible in the boot. You never look at the Bible till it's another church time. You're a public performer. If it is you, say, hmm. Are we okay? Last one. Then we go home. Is that all right? Second Timothy 2, 4, 6 to 8. And we are talking about the last one is tireless worshiper or tireless service giver. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So Paul is reflecting on his impending death. And he states that I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. Second Timothy 4. Second Timothy 4. I lose it too. Second Timothy 4, 6 to 8. You know, when a tired person is talking, you know. When somebody who is spent is talking, you know. When somebody who is talking and has just started the day, they have reserved their energy and kept their energy and they are also talking, you know. Or you don't get what I mean. It says that I have fought a good fight. I've given my best. I've, pour, I've been poured out like a drink offering. I've been emptied out. Are you emptying yourself or you are reserving yourself? Are you still full or you are giving your best? Friday we came to church. After church we eat and go home. Friday, ask yourself, the people in the kitchen. They, have they been poured out? It's not only them. All of us should feel that way. You should, we should all be tired. If we are not all tired, then there's something wrong with us. 
or you don't understand what I'm saying. If after Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you are not tired and you have energy, then there's something wrong. Paul was saying that I am poured out. You know when you take a bottle of water and you are pouring it, pouring it out and it's finished. You can just just crush the bottle because everything is gone. It's empty. It's poured out. It's spent. It's, that is how our service to God should look like. We should be a spent force by the time we finish. I don't know whether you, you understand what I'm saying. Tank is full. If your tank is full, then there's something wrong. See, a lot of us, the energy we spend at work, the energy we expend, you know, everywhere is if it can't be compared to the energy you spend in the house of God. You come fresh and live fresh. <laughs> you know, not all the disciples or apostles could say what Paul was saying. Not all of them could say that I, I am already poured out like a drink offering. My, my, I am spent. I've given my best. Can you say that you've given your best? Or is there a lot in the tank that could have been used? It's like you didn't go anywhere. You know when the, the, your, your car has not moved in two days and it's sitting on, in the driveway or sitting in the garage and then you jump in. The car is not tired. But have you ever sat in a car that you can feel that the car is tired? Yeah. You can feel that this car today, this car is tired. One day I drove from from Birmingham to France, to Paris. And when I got there, the next day when I sat in the car and I turned the ignition, I could feel the engine going, ah, 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 I'm tired. Oh, I don't know, you know, the engine, the sound of the engine was telling me that ah, I'm really tired. Jack, take it easy. <laughs> let, me, let me catch my breath. Do we always serve God fresh and live fresh? Or do we come and live spent? That will show us whether we are a keen type of worshiper or an able type of worshiper. In the next level, God is expecting all of us to be an able type of worshiper. Stand to your feet.